Welcome to Book Bistro, where book enthusiasts come to chat about the books they love in a warm and supportive environment. episode is airing on Tuesday, June 15th, 2021. Hey everybody, it's Shannon and I am here with your usual Tuesday morning episode. So we have an author interview today with author Laura Henkin about her latest novel, A Special Place for Women. This released on May 11th and it is such a stunning, twisty thriller. So I hope that if you haven't already read the book, you pick it up. And I hope that you also enjoy the interview with Laura. She was with us last year for the release of her debut novel, Happy and You Know It. And she is back to talk about her second book. I'm also going to, as you've come to expect, go through the list of this week's new releases. There were a bunch of them today. I had a hard time narrowing it down. But I hope I've managed to highlight some things that will make you as excited as they've made me. So, without anything further from me, let's move right into the episode. We'll start out with the housekeeping information, then we will head straight into the interview with Laura, and then I'll be back with some new release information. You can find us on Twitter and on Facebook by searching Book Bistro Podcast. You can always post just on the Book Bistro timeline. Some of you have done that. I'm always so happy to see when you've published posts there. You can join our Facebook listener group where you can chat with us as well as with other podcast listeners. You can keep an eye on some of what we're reading. We usually update you each Wednesday with a look at our current reads. If you'd like to get a hold of us and social media is not really your thing, you can email us. That address is thebookbistropodcast at gmail.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Book Bistro Podcast. This is Shannon. And today I am talking with author Laura Henkin. She was with us last year when her first novel came out, and she is back today to talk about her latest book, A Special Place for Women, which releases in the U.S. on May 11th. Laura, welcome back to Book Bistro. Thank you so much for having me. And oof, what a year it's been in the interim. <laughs> it has. Yes, it certainly has. So can we start out um, with you giving listeners a little bit of an introduction to A Special Place for Women? Yeah, of course, I would love to. Uh, so A Special Place for Women is about a journalist named Jillian, who is not in a great place. Her uh, website that she was writing for just folded. Her mother recently died, and she feels like she has one shot left to really get the writing career that she's always wanted. So she decides she's going to take a big swing and infiltrate this top secret women-only club for the tastemakers of New York uh, called Nevertheless. And there are all sorts of rumors that swirl about this club, you know, from the fun stuff like, oh, when Rihanna's in town, she stops by and gets her aura read, to the more serious rumors about how these women handpicked the first female mayor of New York and then 
uh, when she came for their fortunes, they brought her back down. So Jillian decides she's going to go in and get the scoop, only to find out that these women are more powerful than she ever even imagined. So a little bit of like a secret society vibe, uh, yeah. maybe like some some undercover stuff. <laughs> I think of it as like Never Been Kissed, that Drew Barrymore movie where she goes back to high school oh, yeah. as a reporter. Um, meets the secret history by Donna Tart. Donna Tart, um, yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's a it's sort of a funny mashup of a few different genres too, in that it's like really fun and and funny, but also kind of thrilling and suspenseful as well. Yeah, it kind of very nicely walks that line between like women's fiction and it kind of a, a thriller. Um yeah, I think it, I would say it would be hard to fit it into like one specific genre category. <laughs> you know, if someone asked me like what it was, like, I don't know which single genre I would put it in. I know. I have that problem too. People are, <laughs> people are always like, oh, what genre is it? And I'm like, well, uh, th- it's a rom-com and also a satire. And also there's more stuff that I can't even say because it's a spoiler. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. And it's always fascinating to me to see what like Amazon categorizes it as, you know? <laughs> um, so I don't know, maybe I should start writing books that fit more into one genre, but I don't oh, no. know. <laughs> oh, no. No, I think some of the best books are those kind of mashups of multiple genres where you pull in elements from various things mm-hmm. and put them all together in a really delicious way. Thank you. <laughs> so what was your inspiration for this? I mean, I'm guessing that you don't know of any um, top secret like New York clubs. <laughs> or maybe you do. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe I do. And this is all like a thinly veiled account of my life in New York. Um, and no, <laughs> I don't know of any top secret ones. But I do know of a bunch of non-secret women-only clubs uh, and co-working and networking spaces that always really fascinated me. And, you know, one of them in particular, an acquaintance invited me to have coffee with her there one day because she was a member. And I remember going to this place that had really like filled itself as this utopia for women, you know, where you could go and just be free of all the anxieties that come from being around men and uh, just be accepted um, while also in like a very beautiful Instagram worthy space full of peach couches and stuff like that. Um, And so I remember going and meeting her there and just being so self-conscious. Like I, I felt like I wasn't impressive enough for all of these women. I felt like I wasn't fashionable enough for all of them. I was like, why is my dress so wrinkly? <laughs> Everybody here <laughs> hates me. <laughs> I mean, this is all, well, obviously a lot of it is my own insecurities, but um, I was just so fascinated by, you know, my, my desperate desire to belong uh, and my sense that I never would. And so it made me wonder what would happen if somebody who felt these sorts of things uh, really had to like infiltrate a place like that and try to make everybody there love her so that they would open up to her and share all their secrets. Well, and the thing like with Jillian is that she is not 
this like super fancy influential person and yet she gets into this fear of these women and sort of has to portray herself um to be like a lot of things that she isn't mm-hmm. yeah she basically constructs this whole life for herself of who she thinks will imp- or what she thinks will impress these women and I wanted to play with this idea that you know one of the weapons that she has in her arsenal is her childhood best friend who's a man who has become this influential celebrity chef um, and that she decides that one of the things that she can most use to woo these women and get them to invite her into the club is to be like hey look I've been accepted by this influential man. In fact, we are dating. And, you know, isn't it impressive that an impressive man wants me? Um, plus, I wanted to be able to play with a fun fake dating storyline. too. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> there are so many good, like, fake dating books out right now. I love it. Uh, yes. The um, X-Talk. Did you read that one? Yes. The X-Talk is so <laughs> excellent. I loved it. I loved it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I did too. So you narrated your own audiobook. I did. Yes. Oh, did you listen to the audiobook version? Yes. Oh, yes, my God. that was the um that was the early copy that I got in right. preparation for this interview. Wow, I haven't even heard it. So Oh, well, <laughs> it's very very good. Thank you. <laughs> so what sort of went into that decision for you? Well, you know, I started out as an actor, as a performer. And so I always dreamed of the idea of reading my own audiobooks. I thought it would be so, so fun. And even when I'm writing my books, you know, I'm hearing the characters' voices. uh, Sometimes to get into their heads, I'll kind of walk around and pretend to be them. (laughs) Um, So I, I thought it would be nice because I could do it. You know, I had the training and performing background. Um, I thought it would be nice to be able to give readers the sense of like, here's how the author sees and hears yes. all of these characters. Yeah. Um, it's funny. So this is the second audiobook that I've narrated. I did it for Happy and You Know It to my previous book. And for that one, I had to audition because they didn't know anything about me <laughs> and right. didn't know if I could do it and so I remember like making a little recording of myself reading all the different characters voices um and this one they were like okay yeah you've done it once before come on into the studio but it was nice it was a it was a little bit less stressful this time because with happy and you know it the pandemic was just starting um, yes yeah and so they moved up the recording date by like three weeks, they had been like, oh, it's your first one. We'll get you a really hands-on director. Um, You know, we'll take plenty. We'll make sure you get plenty of time. I was considering even taking a little audiobook narrating course or something like that. And then they were like, go to the studio tomorrow. A director will call in on Skype. She hasn't read the book yet. Read until you can't read anymore and hope that the city doesn't shut down in the interim. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So... This one was nice because I got to actually take my time with it. Uh, I did have a more hands-on director. (laughs) I wasn't on every break running out to the TV that was playing in the lobby being like, what's going on with COVID? (laughs) Yes, like have we shut down yet? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. 
So did you notice any like major differences in kind of your own comfort with narrating from the first time to this time? Yeah, I think I was much more comfortable this time. And, you know, I think there were some things when I listened back to the, to Happy and You Know It, I was like, oh, for my next audiobook, perhaps I would like to not <laughs> go so far in certain directions with doing character voices, you know? Ah, uh-huh. <laughs> I definitely differentiate the characters uh, in this one, but I, you know, in my own self-critical part of my brain, listening back to Happy and You Know It, I was like, why did I use so much vocal fry with this one character to <laughs> differentiate her, you know? I could well, have done like that a little less. <laughs> there is, like, really fine line between, like, totally embodying all the characters and then going like, way over the top. And I think even for people who have narrated, you know, for years, you sometimes just hear something and you're like, whoa. <laughs> That was a choice. (laughs) Yeah. So I think it's like super, super common for people to sort of not, not necessarily know, you know, until it's a, it's a finished product. Like, hmm, was that a good, like a good performance decision? You know, was it a little too much? Yeah. And luckily, you know, the director of this one, she had read the book very thoroughly beforehand. She had made some notes to herself about like, oh, it was funny. Um, she wrote down a potential actor who she saw being Jillian, the main character, um, just kind of as a guide. Like if I was having any trouble, she'd be like, oh. imagine that you're reading it like, you know, this character or this, or this actor is playing uh-huh. this role. Um, and it was the same person that I had had in my head as like, a, <laughs> let me read Jillian a little bit like this actor um is Aubrey Plaza (laughs) Ah. yeah yeah so it was just it was nice having you know somebody else on my team to hopefully be able to to be like why don't you bring that back in or why don't you go a little little further in that direction and I imagine that it's a little bit easier to kind of stay in like Jillian's head, for example, instead of jumping like from character to character and having to sort of embody all of them equally. Like you have to obviously portray them, but throughout the novel, we are seeing things from Jillian's perspective. Exactly. Yeah. It's a really consistent narrator, which is nice. Even if Jillian does actually undergo a very big change over the course of the book. Yes. <laughs> and so I think my reading style changed over the course of the book. That's something that I talked about a bunch with the director, that it starts out a little snarkier and by the end is a little bit more full of like wonder. <laughs> right. Because she is coming to understand like some pretty big things about herself, but also about these people that she's like surrounded herself with. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Without, you know, going like too far into <laughs> what could be spoilery. Right. I know. It is so hard to talk about this book without <laughs> talking about the spoilers. Uh, but we're going to do it. I talked with um, Kathleen West last week and she, oh. I always ask, and I'll, I'll ask you in a moment, but I always ask people like what they've read lately that they want, you know, people to, to know about. And when I was doing her interview, I had just started 
a special place for women. <laughs> and that was one of her, her recommendations. And I was like, Oh, like I'm reading that, you know, to get ready for an interview. And she's like, Oh, well, there's this, you know, twist like partway through. And I was like, Oh my goodness. But then, you know, <laughs> she couldn't really like say very much about it. Cause I had just, just started. Yeah. Um, but it, it was kind of cool to hear from somebody kind of, as I was reading it, that like really, really loved it. Oh, Kathleen is the best. Yes, she is. Yes, before she the, is. Before the world shut down, um, we got to go on a little book tour together, like a pre-publication book tour back in the fall of 2019 um, for Happy and You Know It and for her first book, Minor yes, Dramas. Minor Dramas. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was so nice getting to know her and I respect her so much as a writer. <laughs> yes, she's very, very talented and just like a very very down to earth, um, like really nice person to talk to. Yeah. Yeah. Very warm. (laughs) Yes. And I really liked both um, her first book and then the one that came out this year. So, yeah. So anybody listening to this episode should definitely, you know, buy both of Kathleen West's books and follow Yes. (laughs) Yes, they should because they are fantastic and I'm excited for her. 2022 book yeah she's got a bunch coming that's great yeah we're gonna be blessed with Kathleen West books for many years <laughs> so what is next for you um well I am working on a new novel now good yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, I got the deal for it back in January and I'm just finishing up a rough, rough, you know, one of those bad first drafts that you always have to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, just finishing up one of those now. And that's about uh, the stars of this high school musical slash Mickey Ooh. Mouse Club-esque show. Yeah, back in the early 2000s, they're the teen stars of it. Um, and they basically implode spectacularly during their live season two finale. Um, in front of millions of of viewers (laughs) and so now you know 12 years later they've all gone in really really different directions in their lives one of them is a Justin Timberlake-esque star one of them is a cautionary tale one of them left Hollywood entirely and became a lawyer one of them is like the hot wife of a baseball player Um, but they all have to come back to do a reunion special and there are all sorts of you know unfinished business secrets drama (laughs) that come to the surface and I would like to read this now (laughs) it's uh it's been a really fun one to write and I mean the nice thing is that I I get to count a lot of stuff as research like listening to Jessica Simpson's audiobook Um, ah yes (laughs) have you listened to it so I haven't, but one of the women on my team um, who will sometimes co-host with me re- uh, listened to it last year and really liked it. Yeah, it's a great one. It really took me by surprise. <laughs> it's so like wise and funny and also very like dishy and juicy. <laughs> she doesn't hold back. Yeah, see, I think those are some of the best memoirs where you really feel like, you know, the person isn't writing a book to impress you. Mm-hmm. Like they're actually just like telling their story in a way that feels authentic. I feel like sometimes, especially when really famous people write their memoirs, I 
often kind of wonder like how much are you like leaving out or Mm -hmm. changing, you know, depending on what your, your goal is. Like if your goal is to be this super impressive person, you know, what, what goes into sort of making this memoir, like fit that image. Yeah. Yeah. It's the difference between feeling like you're attending, I don't know, a lecture by somebody versus hanging out with them and you're one of their close friends and they're just kind of like telling you a story from their life. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And Jessica Simpson's is very much the latter. And, you know, with my fiction, I feel like I'm always trying to write it so that it feels like you're hanging out with a friend who's telling you a really dishy story. Yes. And I think especially with a special place for women, like you could get that feeling because there was so much going on for Jillian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so much that, you know, she didn't know not only about these people, but sort of about herself and like her own insecurities and like the things that kind of drive her. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's a really interesting journey writing her and hopefully reading her too. You know, I wanted to write a protagonist that really grows and changes over the course of a book and, you know. And you can see that in her, you know, in some ways, like as you're reading or kind of like, oh, you know, I I don't know if this is a good idea. Like maybe, (laughs) (laughs) maybe you are not making good choices right now. Uh-huh. But then like you can, even though, you know, as sort of the, you know, the reader, like looking in, you know, that this cannot end well, <laughs> you still like, you don't, you don't want her to like turn back either. Yeah. Yeah. And she has really good reasons. Like I wanted her to, you know, make some bad decisions, but always be very firm in her re- reasoning behind them. And yes. like, she really believes that what she's doing is good and right and could help a lot of people. Yes. Like you don't get the impression that she is like, you know, super self-absorbed or like that it's, it's a frivolous thing for her. Mm -hmm. Even though, you know, some of the things that she does, you're kind of like, Oh, you know, maybe not. Jillian. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So it is now time for my favorite question because authors always have really excellent book recommendations. Mm. So what have you read recently that you want the world to fall in love with? Oh my goodness. Um, The Knockout Queen by Rufi Thorpe. Oh, I have that here. Oh, it's just beautiful. It's this, you know, coming of age story about this friendship between these two teenagers um and it's it's the language is so gorgeous and the characters are so fascinating and it's uh, pretty brutal like I was reading it and crying at the dinner table (laughs) my fiance was like are you okay and I was like but um if you want to really be moved I recommend that and then I actually haven't read this one yet because it just came out today the day that we're doing this podcast, um, recording this podcast, but I've heard just the most wonderful things and I can't wait to get my hands on it. Um, Dial A for Auntie yes! by Jesse Q. Sudanta. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Have you read it? Yes. I'm talking with her earlier, uh, later this week. Oh my and God. And so I read this um, right after I read yours, actually. 
Oh, and fun. it is so, so fantastic. I'm not usually a fan of like funny books that like the humor often sort of falls flat for me when I'm reading. And I'm just like, well, this isn't funny. <laughs> but, but this one really was in a way that didn't feel like it was trying too hard to be funny. You know, like some things you're like, okay, you really want to make me laugh. Mm -hmm. It's not working. Like move along. <laughs> um, but this one is so like natural and effortless. Oh my God. I, I think you'll, you'll really love it. Um, I can't wait. It's so, so stellar. She has apparently written a book um, for young adults called The Obsession. Yeah, that looks kind of creepy, right? It does like very, look kind of creepy. Very different. <laughs> kind of like um, like You by Caroline Kepnes. Mm -hmm. Like, not, like, I don't know. It, it gives me that sort of like stalkerish vibe or like... Um, Hunting Annabelle by Wendy Hurd. Oh, like just those sort one. of dark. <laughs> now the best dark creepy book like that is Our Kind of Cruelty by Araminta Hall. Okay. Um, that book like really messed with me. <laughs> I have to write this down. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's very, very creepy. Mm -hmm. um, you know, where like you're watching these kind of like very maladjusted like stalkerish people mm -hmm. and you know that like everything they're doing if someone was doing this in real life you would not like, want them to continue and yet as you're reading you're just like oh yeah this is fine <laughs> yeah this, this is what people do okay <laughs> yeah yeah you weirdly like want them to succeed in a way yes, even though you're like no <laughs> right it's like one of those things you know if someone were telling me that they knew somebody who was doing these things, I'd be like, ooh, like run away, yeah. run away now. Yeah. And yet as I'm reading, yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, sure. That's <laughs> fine. Just like go through this person's trash. Yeah, that's, that's totally fine. Oh my God. <laughs> it sounds like there's this older book. I think it's called The Collector um, that, you know, is from 50 years ago. And it's, a, it's from the perspective of this guy who like falls in love with this woman and kidnaps her and basically is keeping her in his oh. basement to, you know, so that she'll fall in love with him. Um, because he's, he's just so deeply obsessed with her. And yeah, weirdly, when you're reading it from his perspective, you're a little bit like, maybe this could work. <laughs> and yeah, then maybe this is what and people it flips do. And you read it from hers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's, that's a good genre. <laughs> it, it can be, I feel like, you know, it's, it's one of those things that I am always hesitant to recommend to people because I, you know, it can be like super triggering for people if, yeah. you know, if you have been like, sexually assaulted or, mm -hmm. you know, have some other sort of abuse like, in your past, you know, perhaps sort of glorifying that, sort of stalkerish mentality, you know, isn't the best. Um, yeah. But it can be kind of a, a guilty pleasure. Um, you know, I'll, I'll find one every once in a while and I'm just like, okay, I, I, can, I can go with this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I always need that part of it at the end where, you know, the rug is sort of pulled out from under you and it's like, yes, don't, <laughs> don't get... <laughs> on this person's side. This is a bad person. Yes. <laughs> like this people is can be charming, the but best. this is bad. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Don't do this. 
yeah, yeah. it's like a disclaimer <laughs> like you know do not try this in real life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well I want to thank you so much for taking time before your release to chat with me about a special place for women um, and also just to kind of let listeners get to know a little bit more about you um, yeah. can you let people know how to find you online yeah, so I'm probably most active on Instagram at Laura Hankin. Uh, and then I'm also on Twitter at Laura Hankin. And I have a Facebook that I don't use very often, but it's there. Uh, and then I have a website, laurahankin.com. Perfect. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, good luck with A Special Place for Women and with this fantastic 2022 book that you're writing. <laughs> Thank you. It was so nice talking with you. You too. Okay, so let's talk about new books because why not? It's Tuesday and that's what Tuesdays are for. At least that's what Tuesdays are for in my world. So as always, I'm going to start out with some books you've heard me talk about before. Um, These are books that were mentioned in our most anticipated releases of June episode. For more information on these titles, you can revisit that episode. So I'm starting out with a book that came out in print, no, just in Kindle on June 12th, this past Saturday. This is one of Stacy's most anticipated June releases. It is Midlife Zombie Hunter, 40 Proof, Book 5, by Shannon Mayer. I am super excited for this. I wish it would come out in audio, but so far I have not seen much discussion of an audio release, so I am still hoping, but you can get it on um, Kindle or Apple Books um, as an ebook. We then have a kind of fantasy romance that Kristen mentioned. This is the Wisteria Society of Lady Scoundrels, Dangerous Damsels, book one by India Holton. This looks delightful. And Brooke was looking forward to The Maidens, which is the second novel by author Alex Michaelides, who you may remember wrote The Silent Patient back in, I believe, 2019. Is that 2018 or 2019? So we have a follow-up book from him, and that is super exciting. Okay, so I want to move into books that you haven't heard us talk about before. And I want to start out by highlighting some two historical novels. First up, we have The Cape Doctor. This is by E.J. Levy. And it is the story of a doctor who most people thought was a man, um, but he was actually a woman who lived as a man and achieved medical success in Cape Town. This is something that I was not aware of, and I'm super interested to see kind of how this all played out. And that's one of the best things about historical fiction. You learn these little nuggets of fact, And then you can research them more if you choose to. So this is The Cape Doctor, and it is by E.J. Levy. Then I'm excited to talk about The Godmothers by Camille Aubrey. This is set during World War II, and it looks at four women who married into this really prestigious 
Italian family. And when all the men are kind of called off to fight in the war, the women are kind of left to keep the empire afloat. This is The Godmothers, and it is by Camille Aubrey. All right, so let's move on to some mysteries. Um, we have a debut mystery this week. This is The Damage. It's by Caitlin Ware, and it is about a small-town family that is pushed to the brink, and you're kind of watching to see how far they'll go to protect one of their own. It is The Damage, and it's by Caitlin Ware. I am super excited about this next book. It is Far Gone, Badlands, book two by Danielle Girard. Whiteout was the first installment in this series. And this one is about two heroines who have some trouble in their pasts. And they end up in this town that has some secrets of its own. And I really love kind of this dark town trope where like people end up in this town and there's just so much going on beneath the surface. Um, so many bad things that are kind of lurking in what seems to be this picture perfect place. So this is Far Gone, Badlands, book two, and it's by Danielle Girard. Taylor Adams is releasing a new book this week. This is Hairpin Bridge. Brooke read No Exit by Adams a couple of years ago and really loved it. And I'm pretty, I, I keep meaning to read it. And then I get distracted, of course, because that's how things work in my mind. But Adams is on my list of authors that I hope to check out sooner rather than later. So this one is about a woman who is investigating the death of her sister. People believe that her sister jumped off of a bridge um, and committed suicide, but our heroine does not really believe that that's how that happened. So this is Hairpin Bridge, and it's by Taylor Adams. Shudder by Melissa Larson is out this week. This is about a woman who agrees to star in this movie that is supposed to be like this next big thing from this up-and-coming filmmaker. And once she has the job and begins shooting, she realizes that there's a lot more going on than she was really told about. So this is Shutter, and it's by Melissa Larson. How about some romance? Because why not? The Monster, this is the third book in L.J. Shen's Boston Bell series, is out this week. And Sarah really wanted to talk about this when we did our most anticipated releases of June episode, but there was no synopsis to be found, and so she felt kind of dumb talking about a book that she really didn't know anything about. But if you are a fan of L.J. Shen and you have enjoyed her Boston Bell series, this is the third, and it's out this week. So again, it's The Monster, Boston Bell's book three by L.J. Shen. This next book looks so delightful. Like, it's one of those things that seems kind of fluffy on the surface, but I'm guessing has a lot of hidden depth. This is Very Sincerely Yours by Carrie Winfrey. She wrote Waiting for Tom Hanks last year. Um, that one I haven't read, but this one is definitely on my radar. 
our heroine works at a vintage toy store, and I guess it's kind of socially awkward. Um, she has this kind of guilty pleasure of watching this kid's show, and she kind of has a crush on the host. So she starts writing him these letters, and through these letters, they become really good friends, and I'm guessing later on kind of develop a spark. It looks like a novel that starts out as kind of an epistolary romance, and then moves on to in person. I'm so excited for it. It is Very Sincerely Yours by Carrie Winfrey. This next book checks all of my boxes. It is The Hellion's Waltz, Feminine Pursuits, book three by Olivia Waite. This is a historical lesbian romance. And we had a conversation on a recent episode about catfishing. And I was talking about how I really liked books about scam artists and con artists and you know kind of the the mind games that people play and I've I've been missing some good like con artist books and now here is the Hellions Waltz and one of our heroines is indeed a con artist so this is something I plan to read as soon as possible um Wait has gotten so much deserved notoriety for the previous books in this series on um, the lady's guide to celestial mechanics and the care and feeding of waspish widows. But this one is the Hellion's Waltz. It is feminine pursuits book three by Olivia Waite. So let's move on to some fantasy beyond. This is Founding of Valdemar, book one by Mercedes Lackey. And if you grew up kind of in like the 80s and 90s, you may have been introduced to the Valdemar books as I was and as a few other book beastresses were. Um, some people have come to the series late and read them as adults. And I think they're so good no matter when you choose to read them. So this looks like it's going to be kind of an origin story. This is Beyond, Founding of Valdemar, book one by Mercedes Lackey. Check it out. We also have a new Kim Harrison book in her Hollows series. This is Million Dollar Demon. It's number 15. And I am not current in the series. I do love these books and I like to take my time going through them. So I think I'm on like nine or ten um, but I am so glad to hear that this series is continuing. It kind of stalled for a little while. It looked like she stopped writing it at about like 12 or 13 and then picked it back up last year. And now here we are again. So this is Million Dollar Demon. It's The Hollows, number 15, and it's by Kim Harrison. And how about some young adults? I feel like no episode is complete without a little bit of talk about some great YA fiction. So first up here, we have The Summer of Lost Letters. This is by Hannah Reynolds, and it's about a 17-year-old girl who heads to Nantucket for the summer to uncover the secrets that her grandmother has been keeping. Um, they involve some lost love, some hidden letters, and a Nantucket summer. I definitely want to check this out. It is The Summer of Lost Letters, and it is by Hannah Reynolds. 
this next book, I was kind of surprised to see that the series was continuing. This is The Box in the Woods. It's Truly Devious, book four by Maureen Johnson. And this was originally slated as a trilogy. And when the third book came out, it was really touted as like the, the conclusion of the series. And yet we have a fourth book this week. And this is a series that takes place in an elite boarding school. Our heroine is a true crime aficionado who is solving cold cases. So this is The Box in the Woods. It's Truly Devious, book four by Maureen Johnson. Next up, I love this title. It is You're So Dead. It's by Ash Parsons. It's about three high school friends. They sneak into this festival that seems to be only for influencers. And apparently this does not go well. Disaster ensues. We have a mystery. Um, maybe someone ends up dead. I'm not sure. I definitely want to read this to find out. It is You're So Dead by Ash Parsons. Next up is a book called Smoke. This is by Darcy Woods. And it asks what lines someone will cross, someone who is an avid rule follower, but will they kind of abandon that if it means they are saving someone they love? Hmm, interesting. It is Smoke and it's by Darcy Woods. We also have the second book in the Shaman Born series. This is Broken Web, and it is by Laurie M. Lee. The first book was Forest of Souls. It came out last year. And this is a combination of Western tropes and Hmong cultural influences. I am really excited about this series. I've heard such good things about book one, and I really want to check this out. I know I say that so much. I probably sound like a broken record. Um, there are just so many books that I want to read and just not enough time to do it. But this is Broken Web. It's Shaman Born, book two, and it's by Lori M. Lee. And rounding out our young adult section here, we have The Cruelest Mercy. It's A Kinder Poison, book two, and it's by Natalie May. Our heroine was once sentenced to death, but apparently that sentence has to be revoked because apparently she is now the only hope as war breaks out in this kingdom and she is the only one who can save them. So it's probably best if they don't kill her. It is The Cruelest Mercy, Kinder Poison, book two, and it's by Natalie May. I'm ending the episode today with kind of a women's fiction-y road trip book. This is Maps for the Getaway. I really like this title. And it is by Annie England Noblin, who's an author that I've heard of in the past, but I've never actually read. And this one might just be my introduction to her work. This is about three women who have been friends since high school, and yet they've kind of started to disconnect from one another as they've gotten older. And so when a, stra when a tragedy hits them, they decide that they're going to embark on this road trip to sort of reconnect and remember what made them BFFs in the first place. It's Maps for the Getaway. It's by Annie England Noblin. And that is all I have for you today. 
there are a ton more great books out. Um, and I could never tell you about all of them, but these are the ones that piqued my interest the most. And I hope that you find at least one or two things here to kind of whet your appetite for June books. If you would like to leave us a rating or a review, you can do that on Apple Podcasts or any other platform that you use to access the show. Not only does it tell us what you think, but it also helps other people find us when they're looking for book-related podcasts. Um, it kind of advances us in the Google algorithm. So I will be back next Tuesday morning with an author interview and, of course, the guide to new releases. And some number of us will be back on Friday with more bookish greatness. Take care, everybody. Thank you.